my brother Scott, Scott. Wheeler. And I'm not a Wheeler. I'm Tony. Tony Sacco. That's yeah. right. You pronounced it correctly. Yeah. So what it is is essentially a movie-themed podcast that takes place, we usually tape about once or twice a month. We've been doing it for about three years, and we're actually tonight on our three-year anniversary. It is? Yes. Yes, really? it is. Yeah. Well, that's we, what... <laughs> wow. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, we've been doing this for three years. Uh, we started with a Christmas-themed episode, actually. That was the very first episode we ever recorded. This night is fateful. It is fateful, yes. And we're coming full circle. So for tonight, this is also the first time we've taped in front of a live audience. So this is going to be a, a lot of fun to try out. But uh, we're going... actually probably the first episode that my cat, Sabrina, is not featured. No. No, no, that's... That's Sadly. the low point, is that <laughs> Sabrina is not on this episode. <laughs> but we're going to uh, go over our top five favorite holiday films, each yes. of us. Yeah. Yes, it's Christmas time. Yeah. Why not? It seems appropriate. On our anniversary. Oh, exactly. Specifically you know. the Judeo-Christian uh, movies. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, so Eight Crazy Nights does count. Eight, eight so Crazy Nights. Yeah. We, will, we will allow. Um, and there will be some time after we're done for you to come up. We have a microphone here. You can come up and give us uh, your opinions on the, uh, uh, what is going on. So, um, yeah. Sounds great. So, um, I guess we'll start, uh, we'll go with Tony, because really? Tony, Ladies first. <laughs> yeah. Tony's a good luck charm. So. Yes, I am. Uh, let's go with your number five, your fifth favorite holiday film. This was hard, because I like Christmas, and I like holiday movies, and um, I like things that make me feel good. So, this was pretty tough, but I have to think about my past and Christmas tradition and people I love and people that are close to me and some people that are no longer with me um, who are near and dear to my heart. So my fifth favorite Christmas movie of all time is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you threw a curveball with another holiday. I did. <laughs> I did. It is technically a holiday it film. It is a holiday film. It features holiday music, mm-hmm. um, a Christmas scene at the end, so that counts. Oh, yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. Yes, a good soundtrack, John Candy and mm-hmm. Steve Martin. Yes. It's, it's yes. amazing. You know, <laughs> I was actually just watching, not no joke, uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles last night. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. On the yeah. eve of our anniversary? On the year of our anniversary, believe it or not. And uh, I think my favorite scene in that movie is the scene... Where Steve Martin kind of just just goes to town on John Candy, talking about how he his stories never make a point, and it just keeps going on and on. And then it cuts to John Candy, and it's like one of the best performances I've ever seen. Where mm-hmm. it is so heartbreaking watching him react to that, saying, "I could take it." I'm, you know, mm-hmm. you know. When he says, "I like me," my wife yes. likes me. I know. I love that scene. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think about holiday movies and Christmas movies, there's so many great ones out there, and some are kind of fluffy, and some are really heartfelt. And I tend to gravitate more towards the heartfelt ones because I think it captures the essence of a holiday. And uh, planes, trains, and automobiles—it does that. It's 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 funny. It's it's um, charming, it's timeless in many, many ways, but at the end of the day, that last scene, it just captures, you know, the essence of Christmas, which is giving, which is family, which is kindness. Um, 
learning about yourself and, and maybe bettering yourself and bettering uh, the lives of those who are part of your life. And, uh, and this movie is really sentimental to me because my mom's brother, my Uncle Ken, who's no longer with us, this was his favorite movie. And so every year at Christmas and Thanksgiving, usually we'd watch it and we'd laugh about it and joke about it. And he had a great sense of humor. Um, and so now, especially that he's gone, you know, the movie has new meaning. And um, I should stop talking because I don't no, want to get no, emotional. No, <laughs> no that's, that's... It's captivating, actually. <laughs> no, no, I think everybody's... Uh, yeah, that's that's why movies have an attachment to nostalgia or, or family members. And uh, that's great to, it's great to hear about that. Um, Yes, it is. Yeah. This is the beginning of Steve Martin. I'm now an actor phase. Too, yeah. Right? Yes, and I think he does so great in this movie. I love oh, the is. scene He's um, where he just like loses it at the rent a car place. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Steve Martin is okay. So here's the thing: these guys are big Steve Martin fans, and I like him enough. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, I mean, he's cute. You know, Silver Fox, mm-hmm. but. Um, I, you know, they like his stand-up. I like him better as an actor, you know, in this era and in the 90s, you know, like Father of the Bride and all those other movies. Um, and I just think he does so great in this. And I love him best when he, like, loses his shit. <laughs> and that's what he does, you know, in that scene. And I'm like, yes, this, I don't like the arrows on the head. <laughs> Steve Martin, like, I like him, when, you know, like his stand-up. It's, it's, just, it's just okay. That's my favorite joke is when he puts the arrow on (laughs) (laughs) My favorite joke is when he comes up to the mic at the beginning and says, I'm Steve Martin, and then kills me. Um, He, he. (laughs) That's okay, you know. Hey, we have different, (laughs) we like different things. Uh, Just a side note, all three of us had a chance to see Steve Martin and Martin Short live last year, which was great. And Mm -hmm. fun fact, Steve Martin did not come out with the arrow on his head. He was actually pretty serious. Yeah. Yeah, he was... Yeah, he he played. There's no jokes yeah, at all. No <laughs> he was all about the banjo. Yeah, I, I I'm a man with two brains kind of guy, you know. I, <laughs> which is yeah. far. Is that real? From what about Ro- <laughs> What about Ro- Roxanne? <laughs> oh yeah, Roxanne. Roxanne is the turning point where he he went into planes, trains, and automobiles. But prior to that, it was the man with two brains, dead man, don't wear plaid. Which is awesome, an awesome movie. movie if you've never seen it. <laughs> hey, and John oh. Candy is great and. This is probably his best performance, I think. That was probably John Candy's peak. Was and, and I like John Candy, too, in The Great Outdoors. I, some people like love that movie, like me, and then other people hate it. I just like it. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Do not see nothing but trouble. Even though John Candy is on the title, avoid that. It has Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. Just avoid it. Is it, is it, ever, is it uh, trouble? <laughs> it, it, is, it is. Very much so. It's a disgrace. <laughs> disgrace. Should be called. That would be the uh, honest trailer for it. Would be disgrace. Mm-hmm. That was an outstanding number five pick, Tony. Yeah. By the way, that Thank was you. excellent. Yeah, we're rating each other's picks. Yeah, we are. I gave <laughs> five stars. Uh, for five. For, I'm just waiting for him to say Pinocchio. It's <laughs> my Amazon review. Yeah, Pinocchio is my favorite. Um, my number five is is uh, uh, Home Alone, oh. um, which is John a holiday. Yeah, John Hughes <laughs> loves Christmas. He does. <laughs> And Chicago. <laughs> and Chicago. Yeah. And yeah. sweaters. And Molly Ringwald. And Molly Ringwald, yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, and nice houses, too. Yeah, nice houses. They have a okay. really nice Okay, can house. we talk about that in Home Alone? You know, when I watched that movie as a kid, 
I was about not much younger than Macaulay Culkin when that came out. Mm -hmm. And so you see it from a kid's eye. And now I watch it and I'm like, how much was their mortgage? What did the family do for a living? How could they afford this house? And how did he afford to like treat his whole family and take them to Paris? Yeah, they they didn't even need that plane ticket. I know. (laughs) They forgot them. Um, So they were rich enough to like, oh, the plane ticket doesn't matter. We we care about the kid. Remember? Yeah, yeah. They took everybody to Paris too. Yeah, yeah. That's uh. And they mentioned that they. they, I wish they do. I wish they gave their like what they made a year. That's what I mean. That's what I'm talking about. You watch it now and you're like, this is an outstanding house. I like to think that John Hughes wrote it in the script, but Chris Columbus took it out. Like we don't need to know that. But I think that was a mistake. I think they should have took out the nativity scene and put that in. Oh, absolutely. Catherine <laughs> um, O'Hare is like the nicer version of her character from Beetlejuice. Like, this yeah. is the more yeah, downplayed version. Of and that. John Candy's in it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah, he's a cameo. Yes, he does. Joe Pesci's in it, of course. Yeah, yeah, Joe Pesci. We can name all the people. <laughs> yeah. John Hurd. John Hurd is in it. John Hurd guy. Uh, yeah. He was the father. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Billy Culkin is a boss in this movie, though. This this kid had is so aware of his shtick, mm-hmm. he commits to it, and I I respect that. They even film a, a fake movie for this movie. Yeah, yeah. The, the gangster yeah, movie. The gangster movie. What was it called? Easy Streets or something? Oh yeah, no. I love that. Yeah. I love those sections. Yeah, we we talk about movies, but we don't know much about them. <laughs> we just go and try to guess what's in the movie. Uh, no, I love it. It was like a, what it was, like was a, the name of that movie? Does anybody remember? The name of the movie in the, that he watches with the... The um, Dirty Bastard. Yeah, no, you don't say Dirty Bastard. Keep the change, you filthy animal. You filthy animal. It had a name. What was it called? Angel Faces? Angels with Dirty Faces. So, All right, well, the microphone's there if anybody thinks of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm dying It's not that know. important. And if you know how much they make a year, that's also something you can bring up. So I would like to know. <laughs> you think it's at least 100... I'd, 1990, I'd like, it's probably 150 I'd like G's. to know who decorated the house. It's beautiful. Hmm. It's just gorgeous. Hmm. Angels with filthy souls. Oh, yeah, there we go. Angels much. with filthy souls. There this we is go. the benefit of an audience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got about like... Is that the sequel? <laughs> we got about 22 fact-checkers out there. I always felt terrible for the old man who's lonely and, and keeps going to church. Did you relate to him? Uh huh. He <laughs> keeps going to church. <laughs> I, I, I just like he... remember him going to church a lot. This movie. <laughs> man, this old man just keeps going to church. <laughs> It wasn't helping him, clearly. I mean, he was kept going. God. Still, no, 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 that's right. They thought he was a murderer at first, and then they saw him at church. Yeah. So Don't my memory is incorrect. I just assumed he kept going to church, and they got scared. Don't say Merry Christmas to Sean. You'll get, no, no, <laughs> get pissed off. Um, but, yeah, he does keep going to church for no reason. Um, no, he goes to church to see his daughter sing, remember? Oh, yeah, he that's right. He went through the bad divorce, she was and in he the didn't choir. see his daughter, and so he would go to watch her sing. He goes to stalk his daughter. <laughs> His Tony, grandchild. Tony has a better If that's how you want to look at it, yes. <laughs> yes. But, uh, but it's sweet. And then yeah, he bonds bad. with Kevin, and then Kevin kind of gives him the encouragement that he needs to make those amends with his family mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that he has the relationship. See, it's really heartfelt. It John is. Hughes. Yeah, John Hughes. Interesting enough, there's a link between your number five and my number five. Oh, okay. John Hughes? <laughs> close, close. Okay. Chris Columbus, who graduated from the same high school that Scott and I graduated from 10 mm-hmm. years earlier, <laughs> yeah. or 15 years earlier, uh, directed Home Alone. He wrote the screenplay for my number five. Which is? And my number five clearly rings Christmas for everybody 
it's the 1984 classic Gremlins. Yes. Oh, which yes. I think does constitute as a Christmas movie. No, I watched it today. There's a lot of Christmas in it. There is. It's, it's he puts loaded. that Santa hat on Gizmo. That's uh, <laughs> enough to... My bonus cut would have been Eyes Wide Shut, which is also... <laughs> movie. And I think everybody, everybody, it's a perennial for everyone to watch. You know. Nothing during Christmas like Kubrick. Yes. No, no. <laughs> uh, no, but Gremlins I love. I, I grew up with Gremlins. I love Gizmo. I Who actually doesn't? had a Gizmo toy, mm-hmm. you know, when I was mm-hmm. a kid. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really funny, very irreverent take. It was directed by a guy I, I actually think is very underappreciated named Joe Dante. Mm-hmm. He directed a lot of really underrated films from the 80s. He did Inner Space. He did uh, uh, The Howling, mm-hmm. a great segment from the Twilight Zone movie. And Gremlins, which is his most famous uh, movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has Hoyt Axton, who is a underrated country singer, and he plays his <laughs> dad. <laughs> I thought uh, you were going to say underrated actor. That threw yeah, me for a He's also an underrated <laughs> actor. He's underrated, period, across the board. He never got rated or you know, overrated. He also sets the record for saying bathroom buddy. Yeah, he <laughs> does movie. say that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, bathroom buddy. You need a bathroom buddy. Uh, uh, this is the other Phoebe Cates movie, which oh, I want to yeah. throw that out there. Yeah, yeah. Her her uh, her character does something strange in this movie, where the gremlins are in a bar and she keeps feed, she keeps giving them alcohol, <laughs> which I don't understand. And they're not making money either. So she's, <laughs> no, she's just giving them alcohol of, the whole scene. They're wasting a lot of. Uh, hey, gremlins have needs too. Yeah, well, they I, do, I don't think they're know. paying for it. And they're no. Now let's break that down. So the three, you know, uber famous rules are: don't get them wet. Mm-hmm. You know, don't. What feed was them. it after midnight? Don't feed yeah, them. Yeah, don't feed midnight. them after midnight. Sounds like a woman. <laughs> don't it feed does. me after women. Don't get me wet. <laughs> don't. They, they, we never specified their sex. Okay, let me gender. rethink that. Uh, maybe they are. <laughs> I don't think they say "don't get me wet." I think it's like you oh, don't. No. You, you <laughs> don't get them wet. That's how Gizmo goes. Don't get me wet. And, and people just interpreted that. And I never heard got worse from that. I never heard Gizmo say "don't get me wet." Uh, yeah. That's because Gizmo was asexual. He, was, he, he, he is a definition of that, he, yeah. He is the cutest uh, movie character. Definitely top five. He sings. He plays the keyboard. He's damn cool. Yeah. And he saves the day. He's the hero, eventually, in the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know how they... But they need water. I don't know how that... I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Most sentient beings need water to sustain themselves. So the fact they that they don't. can't get wet... They need alcohol. You know what my favorite scene in that movie is? Is at the end when the old man comes to get Gizmo back, and he nev- he doesn't give back the two hundred dollars. <laughs> he just takes Gizmo. And he keeps the money. Would you say those those scenes are problematic now? You know, in the Chinese shop with the mystic Chinese I elements. I I um I'm probably not the one to answer that. I there is a problematic scene. I think it's I think it's uh. Well, the one that really got me is that they're watching a Disney movie in a Warner Brothers production, which I don't, they watch Snow White. They have footage of Snow White in this Warner Brothers well, movie. Isn't this a Warner Brothers movie? Yeah, it is a Warner Brothers movie, which yeah. In fact, I believe all three of us, last year we took a, a trip to the mm-hmm. Warner Brothers studio, and I think there was some... Didn't we see the shop? We saw the shop that was? actually yeah. was utilized for the, where mm-hmm. Gizmo was sold. Yeah. Into slavery. <laughs> yes, basically. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the start of human trafficking. That was. Yeah. It was. Well, that's my number five. There you take go. it or leave it. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I will semi-take it. No, oh, good, good. I love it. Uh, so, Tony, I'm very curious. What's your uh, number four? Um, my number four is a Christmas classic 
Um, and I don't actually, you know, I don't know the year, but I want to be very clear in saying that it's the cartoon version of The Grinch, the older one. Mm. I love Jim Carrey, but it's not that version. You know, the original mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I love the original it's Grinch. One of my yeah. Favorites. Yeah. Did you know the guy that did the original voice of the Grinch had to go through Navy, Navy SEAL training? No, did he didn't. That, that was Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Carrey had to go through naval sea- SEAL training to, to withstand the torture of the makeup he had to put on for that movie, and that's a true story. Oh, my God. Um, How long did it take to do the makeup? Uh, I don't know. This was torturous. Probably hours, I don't yeah. imagine, yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, that movie. Yeah, oh, thought- well, worth it, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> hey, he's a nice person. I like Jim Carrey. I, I'm a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if anybody else likes Jim Carrey, that movie is currently streaming on Netflix, the Jim Carrey version. Oh. Yes. But I like Thanks the original. Thanks for the warning. You're so welcome. We can all, yeah. You're welcome. You can all, you know, skim past that and watch the Christmas Chronicles <laughs> with Kurt Russell. But you love the original. I do. Yeah. I'm a, you know, traditionalist in that way. And I like the original Grinch and the song. And, you know, I think it's just a part of every child's upbringing around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, do they... The, Kids today know the Grinch, I hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, and there's a connection between that and yours, because wasn't Chuck Jones, didn't he do that? Uh, the Grinch, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and he was, he was a cameo. I think he had a cameo in Joe Dante. Uh, in Gremlins. Joe Dante. Yeah, <laughs> 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 he had a That's cameo freaky. inside Joe Dante. I got to dig it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Joe Dante, I know, directed a Looney Tunes movie at one point, because yeah. he was a big Looney Tunes fanatic. But uh, yeah, Chuck Dante. Uh, not Chuck Dante. <laughs> Chuck Dante. Now, see, they merged because they combined them. In, in one Chuck day. Jones, I think, did the, the original Grinch. Chuck Jones was a great animator. Oh, for he did the original. He directed it, right? Which one? <laughs> uh, Chuck Jones. Well, did the Grinch yeah. derives from Dr. Seuss. Yes. Yeah, it does. It does. It's definitely a Seussian production. <laughs> um, I would have had the Grinch because I love the Grinch in the Charlie Brown Christmas and Rudolph on my list, but. Since they weren't theatrically released, because I went uh, to that detail, well, I, have I, I, I did not include them. They were they were TV specials. Are you shaming? They would have been my one, two, and three. Are you shaming my number four? No, 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 no. I'm, I I completely I, I applaud you for bringing it up because we can discuss it. Didn't you go see Fraggle Rock in the movie theater? I did. I, I cheated and got to see Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas in the theaters. So. Um, so that's, that's great stuff. Well, then I'm going to say my number four is all the misfit Christmas movies, which would be The Grinch, yes. uh-huh. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Charlie Brown Christmas, uh-huh. uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Frosty the Snowman. What was that? Frosty? Frosty? Yeah. Um, oh, I also really liked Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. Did anybody ah, remember Mr. Magoo? There's a deep cut. That's, that that is yeah. a deep, deep cut. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Magoo and um, anything else that does not qualify. Mm-hmm. Mr. Magoo is the first time I ever saw a version of, the, of a Christmas Carol. So, really? Yeah, I actually I, saw I it in it kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Scott, uh, we move to your number four. Yes, uh, my number four is Scrooged. Ah, ah so Bill Murray. Well, you guys yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie as a. I always want. I remember when it came out, and I wanted to go see it. And I didn't see it in the theater, but when it went on TV. I, I absolutely loved it. It's uh, um, I still get creeped out though when he's on the elevator and he opens up the uh, the Ghost of the Future and has those those little 
those little uh, things. Well, you get out. creeped out at elevators and I do. <laughs> I do. That is a true story. I don't like elevators. And, and if you put a uh, ghost of the future in there, too, that's a, that's, that's a nightmare for sure. Um, yeah, but I, I, uh, I, I love it. Um, I think it's, it's kind of dark. Uh, I know some people aren't crazy about it, but uh, I think it's great. Yeah, and I, I like Carol K- Kane. Is it the yes? She's yeah. the what? What's her role? I think she's, she's the she, ghost she's like of the present. present? Yeah. yeah, am I saying it right? Ghost of the present. Uh, <laughs> I keep I, thinking of like that uh, X Men movie, Ghost of the she's Future the Past. She's the one who like stays yeah. with him. Is that that's the ghost of the yeah. present? Buster oh, Poindexter yeah. was the ghost of Christmas Past, who was also the lead singer of the New York Dolls. Just yeah, there. I always thought he was Robert Downey. Not Robert Downey, Robert Morton, Morton Downey Jr. <laughs> Morton Downey Jr. <laughs> hey, isn't Karen Allen, doesn't Karen Allen play his ex-girlfriend? Yes. Yes, yes she yes, does. I love, I love Karen, Karen Allen. Yeah. yeah, me too. Uh, underrated actress, actually. And she's a nice person. And, yes, like and, uh, Jim Carrey. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice like Jim Carrey. <laughs> I'm a huge Bill Murray fan. I, I, I love Bill Murray. And I, one of my favorite Bill Murray lines of all time is in this movie. And it's cruel, but it's when he goes to his secretary and she has her son's Christmas drawing listed on on his wall, and she go, and he's like, "What's that doing over there?" He goes, "Get that off the wall." What do he say? It's crap. Get it off the wall. Yeah, that's my son. He's like, "It's crap. Get it off the wall." He something. does a much better job of like, <laughs> delivering it than we do. Um, but, uh, yeah. He has a great performance in this movie, actually. I think it's yeah, it's does. really one of the first Bill Murray roles where it kind of shows. Mm-hmm kind of a darker depth that kind of leads to Rushmore and mm-hmm. yeah. Lost in Translation in those movies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my number four. Good. What do you got, Sean? Well, my number four, uh, I think, is a perfect companion piece to Scrooge. It's the uh, 1944 classic by Vincent Minnelli huh? called Meet Me in St. Louis. Yes! So I finally saw this movie for the first time this year in its entirety. You know, I always saw snippets and stuff. Ding, 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 go oh. trolley. It's, you're, you're speaking my language right there. I, I love the trolley song. Ding, 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 I can listen to that on a loop, and I'm the only person on the, on the planet Earth who could handle that, I think. So. Um, well, Judy Garland was like in her prime in this movie. Oh, yeah. It's like a few, beautiful. a few years after The Wizard of Oz. And I have a feeling, this is my theory, and I haven't researched it thoroughly, but I, I do feel like Liza Minnelli was created during the production of this movie. Just just a hunch. You mean Vincent she had sex? Dir- yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they didn't spill water on her. <laughs> yeah, she multiplied into yeah, various <laughs> Liza Minnelli's. Those are the three rules with Liza Minnelli. Don't hey. beat her after midnight. Don't, no, don't, don't be don't dissing Liza. <laughs> Come on now. Don't get her wet. But Dudley Moore certainly didn't follow that in Arthur. Yeah. No. Yeah. There will be no dissing of Liza and Judy on this. I, oh, I love Judy. You know, I really, I, I'm, a, I'm a big, I'm a big Judy Garland fan, as as, as most straight white males are. In 2018. Um, no, I love the movie. The movie. I don't know if any of you have been to Walt Disney World, but there is a ride at Walt Disney World called the Carousel of Progress. It's old timey. It's it's so corny, but I, I love it. This is the film version of the Carousel of Progress. These people are living in St. Louis at the turn of the century. Probably happy that Teddy Roosevelt's probably going to be elected soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> they, 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 they wasn't in the movie, but I, I in my my fan fiction of this movie, I, they're talking about Teddy Roosevelt. But they all love being a nuclear family. Like it's just a bunch of white people hanging out in St. Louis together, wealthy. They have a sir, you know, maid, you know. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm really selling this movie. <laughs> I can see why you like this movie, uh, But but it, it's it it, it 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 kind of embraces its corniness and old fashionedness. You know, it just it just a it's a perfect. It has great songs. It has the trolley song, of course, which is has all that great old timey like, hey, trolley waits for no man. You know that kind of thing. And then uh, I like that kind of thing. The best version of "Have Yourself a Very Merry Christmas" is mm-hmm. in this movie, which yeah. she. It, it's kind of a heartbreaking scene mm-hmm. where she's singing to her. I think it's her sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there are some weird scenes where they, like the, the little sister goes on a rampage. She's created all these kind of quasi-snowmen in, in their uh, front yard. And she, she's angry because they're about to move <laughs> to New York City, which is the first time in history any family has been mad about leaving St. Louis for New York. <laughs> but she goes on a rampage and starts using a sword to tear off the heads of these snowmen. And it does it for like 20 minutes almost. Did you see Krampus? Was it ah, no. <laughs> this is Guys, more horrifying. There was actually Krampus. a Krampus parade here in Clintonville a couple mm. weeks ago. Ah, you're, you're speaking my language. <laughs> so, sweet me on St. Louis. Uh, go ahead and check it out, especially if you like classic uh, MGM uh, Warner Brothers musicals. Or, or is it number three? It's, it's number, number three. three. All right, guys. Can't you wait till, like we start talking about number two? I know, and number one. So my number three favorite Christmas movie is Elf. Oh, ah. there we go. With Will Ferrell. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hi, I'm Buddy the Elf. What's your favorite color? Um, yeah, I think Elf's fantastic. I, I, I remembered seeing it. I was on a date in high school when I went and saw Elf, so have some fond memories of that. Um, and, I mean, it's Will Ferrell. It's just amazing. Yeah, it has a... Nobody likes Elf. Quiet. <laughs> no, I like Elf. I like it. Um, the who plays Santa Claus in that? It's um, uh, Ed Asner. Ed Asner. Yeah. He's hilarious. The Santa Claus is hilarious. I just realized I have never really seen Elf. What? That's that's one of my glitches. I've seen like snippets of it on TV, but I've never actually watched it all the way through. I like when Santa goes <laughs> when it shows him walking through the Lincoln Tunnel, and then when he sits on Bob Newhart's lap. Oh. And he's giant. Bob Newhart's in it. I have to see it now. Yeah. Uh, the best is when Santa's like, "Now, buddy," he's like. If you're, if you're downtown and you see a sign that says Peep Show, they're not going to show you toys before Christmas. <laughs> Don't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't, as I call him, Jimmy Kahn in this movie? Is like James Kahn. Yeah, James Kahn. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and uh, Mary, what's her name? Uh, I can never say her Mary Steenburgen? Steenburgen? Yeah, yeah, she plays the mom. And uh, Zoe Deschanel with yeah. blonde hair. And Peter and Dinklage. Yep, and Peter Dinklage. Damn, this is a good cast. Yeah, it's got a good cast. Yeah. Probably should check this movie out. Is it uh, Favreau directed it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. It's just awesome. funny. I mean, it's it's Will Ferrell, and it, it's very charming and endearing and and comedic. I think you'd really like it, Sean. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, there, Sean. nuances in it. <laughs> so I'm going to go watch it. I'm going to go watch it now. So. Leave <laughs> <laughs> even go watch it. <laughs> All right, so my number three is... Christmas Vacation, ah, which is our uh, third John Hughes movie. <laughs> well, he wrote this, um, but yeah, this is uh, this is uh, a classic. It starts out with a cartoon. That's, that's what that's yeah. how you know it was in the eighties. Yeah, it has an opening cartoon montage that has nothing to do with the movie. Um, but uh, yeah, Chevy Chase reprising his role as Clark Griswold and. Um, Columbus's own um, Beverly D'Angelo. Yes. Mm, yeah. Um, She's great. 
yeah, from Upper Arlington, and then you had uh, um, the kids are always different, and I can't remember. I think, the, I think the girl is Juliet Lewis. Yeah, Juliet Lewis, yeah. and then the, the the boy is is he the is he uh, the guy from the Big Bang Theory? I thought it was Jason. Johnny Galecki, yeah, Didn't that's, that's is that Johnny Galecki. Yeah, okay. And but Juliet Lewis there, is the other one. Wasn't the there daughter. one where Jason Bateman played the child? I think they interchange the children in every film. Like it would have a different set of actors yeah. playing them. In Vacation, it's uh, An- it's An- Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony Michael Hall. Son. I, don't, I forget the daughter. She was she was not somebody that took off much after Mm-mm. after that film. And I have no idea who played him in European Vacation. I <laughs> yeah, that's lost on me. But I mean, I mean, for me, when Randy Quaid comes, the yeah. movie goes up. Fifty notches. Oh, I, I, um, I absolutely love Randy Quaid in this movie. And it's just him and Chevy Chase reacting to him. Is is the best part because of the, all the asides that he does, um, and just the whole family dynamic. Yeah, him coming into town. Yeah, kind of turning the whole household upside mm-hmm. down. This is a great example of Randy Quaid. Like, there's a scene where they're having dinner, and Chevy Chase comes in, and he's like the overzealous dad. You know, he's like, "Hey, kids, I just heard on the radio that Santa's about to come come to town." <laughs> And then Randy Quaid goes, you serious, Clark? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I actually read a It's like a polarizing performance, though, because I used to love Randy Quaid in this movie, and I thought it was, like, universal, but there are a lot of people who are annoyed by him in this movie. Really? Don't find him funny. How many people here love Randy Quaid in Christmas Vacation? Yeah, there we go. Good, good. Good. There's still some love for Randy out there, despite everything that's happened since Christmas Vacation. <laughs> and Chevy Chase. <laughs> I was just going to say, how many people love yeah, Chevy Chase? Yeah, this is this, things did not work out well in the new millennium for any yeah. of the actors in this movie. Yeah. Um, I don't, Beverly, she's still hanging in. Yeah, Beverly, the, yeah, she's still doing. Uh, there, there's another great scene, and, and, it, and it's not something most people would discuss with vaca- Christmas Vacation, but it's kind of similar to the John Candy scene we talked about earlier, where Chevy Chase gets stuck in his attic. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of it's slapstick, but there's a scene where he and I think they're playing a Ray Charles song, and he starts watching like footage of his family when he was a child, and he yeah. starts crying. And I think it's it's like wow, Chevy Chase can actually play a maudlin scene. You know, it's a it's a pretty sweet. It's not something that everyone's going to take home, but I, I think it's a it's a great little sequence mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah, so that's my number three. Awesome. Christmas vacation. My number three is an obscurity. That nobody thinks of with Christmas. It's uh, a Frank Capra film from 1946 called It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I should give you guys a synopsis on this film because nobody, nobody's heard That's of it. That's only number three. It's only number three. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I love Jimmy Stewart. Uh uh, he's probably one of my favorite actors, probably in the top five. I don't think I'm speaking out of school. I think a lot of people would have oh, Jimmy. Yeah. How many people here love Jimmy Stewart in this audience? How many people uh, know who Jimmy Stewart is? Uh, yeah, good. More there, people like Randy Quaid than Jimmy Stewart. I know. Stewart. Randy Quaid is far more popular in this room than Jimmy Stewart. Uh, that's, that's interesting. If you look at their both filmographies, it yeah. would be an interesting uh, take. No, I mean, it's one of his iconic performances. Uh, 
it's not a movie that I can easily watch in one sitting. Like it's for some reason I have to kind of watch it in snippets. I, I love like, Donna Reed in this movie, by the way. I have to say that's a beautiful woman in 1946. <laughs> <Donna> <laughs> wait, wait, and wait, she has a great wait a minute, too. that's a beautiful woman in 1946. She's a beautiful woman any time. Thank right. you. Yeah, she is. <laughs> have you ever watched the Donna Reed show? I have actually seen it. It's from the 1950s. It's boring. I have. But <laughs> are there any interesting women? Sean? No, no. <laughs> it's it's good. No, but I I I I I actually love both uh, Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed in this movie. Uh, they have great chemistry. Uh, it's a yeah, dark movie. Yeah, very more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, that's a great villain, Mr. Potter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a banker. <laughs> and uh, it, it it's like a Norman Rockwell painting brought to life. In black and white, mm-hmm. but also like a, the darker side of that. Uh, I'm trying not to say too much because this is on my list much higher. Oh, oh okay, okay. So we will talk more. Wow, but yeah, I, I I would say like I I think most people are pretty familiar with it and yeah, it's a classic. Would, it's a classic. So mm-hmm. go ahead and check out It's a Wonderful Life. It might be airing soon. Mm-hmm. So Tony, what's your number two? So I'm going to be. I'm going to be on Lonely Girl. My number two what? No, just different oh, Okay. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, Jimmy Stewart. Cary Grant's number one. <laughs> um, so my number two pick is definitely I'm on Lonely Island here. You probably have a good idea what it is. Um, it's, it, it's a stretch to say that it's a Christmas movie, but it has a Christmas scene, and so therefore I'm counting it as a Christmas movie. Um, it's an amazing film that probably no one in here has ever seen. It's from 1958, and it's called Anti-Mame. And it stars Rosalind Russell. And has anyone seen it? No? <laughs> I think so. Okay, well, Turner Classic Movies always plays it on Christmas Eve, and so, therefore, it's Christmas Eve music, uh, movie. And there is a Christmas scene. I would say, like, a chunk of, you know, a part of the movie where it's Christmas-based. Um, First of all, this movie is way ahead of its time, comedically. It's just brilliant. And uh, Rosalind Russell, I think, gives one of the best performances of her life. She's just this charming, eccentric socialite. Um, and her brother passes away, and so now she is, is you know, charged with raising the brother's son, her nephew, who's probably maybe like eight, eight or nine years old when Auntie Mame acquires him. And uh, so the movie's really about the bond between the aunt and her nephew and really how he becomes more like a son to her um, and kind of as she evolves as a woman and as a parent. And it's just super-duper sweet, really charming, very funny. Um, Of course, you know, the costumes and the set, it's just aesthetically awesome. And it's so 50s, you know, like the beginning of the movie with the glossy Technicolor and the, you know, music and everything, and it's very glamorous. Um, but it's really heartwarming. It's it's a movie that I re- identify with. I think a lot, you know, as a woman. I don't ha- I don't ha- you know I don't have kids, and but I do have um, two nephews and a niece who I'm very proudly the fun Aunt Tony too. And so I like to think one day maybe I'll be like Auntie Mame because um, I love them like they were my own. But it's just really sweet. If you guys want to borrow it, I have it on DVD. <laughs> uh, you have to give it back though. <laughs> but. Um, it's awesome. I just think it's a great film. And I can attest, you you love this movie a lot. Um, I've never seen you giggle so much at a movie before. So it's just way ahead of its time in mm-hmm. a, in the best way. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's that's as good as you can say it. <laughs> yes. I have no opinion. <laughs> 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 well, okay. Well, let me ask you guys this. Has anyone seen MAME with Lucille Ball? That musical? MAME was based off of anti-MAME. Mm-hmm. But anti-MAME is way better. No yeah. offense. I love Lucille Ball. Yeah. No, it's it's really... She, she's really sharp in the movie, mm-hmm. Rosalind Russell. And she... Uh, it, it's it's an epic performance, for sure, comedically. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there was a kid in shorts or a lot. In the <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so I have to tell you this. So Patrick is the name of the nephew. And um, whenever she, you know, gets him, it's like winter time, And they live in New- she lives in New York City in, you know, like a, a, a flat or what do they call it? A penthouse mm-hmm. in New York City. And Patrick, the nephew, is always wearing, like, the suit shorts. You know, like Prince George, mm-hmm. you know, the shorts with, like, the full jacket and everything. <laughs> and the funny part at Christmas is, for Christmas, Auntie Mim gets him an, a full suit and, you know, with pants. And he holds it out and he goes, oh, yay, good golly, I finally got pants. <laughs> <laughs> it just cracks me up. <laughs> it's just no. little things like that. It's so funny. It's, it's a highlight for sure. <laughs> there are many other funny parts. <laughs> Uh, I have no opinion on it. Sean, <laughs> I don't think has ever seen it. Film. I had to check it out. It's yeah. one of those classics that has eluded me. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, my number two is A Christmas Story, oh. um, which is filmed up in Cleveland, Ohio. Which I totally guessed yours. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm very predictable, which is not, uh, not which is predictable um, <laughs> in itself. Um, yeah, we had the pleasure to go up to the Christmas Story house, which is where they filmed it. It's just south of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually based in Indiana, but um, um, it's just a great movie. Um, I'm sure everybody's seen it if you just flip through the channels on Christmas Day. I think on Thanksgiving it's on all day <laughs> Thanksgiving they play it all day long. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just so – it's what you would think that that family just seems so real. Um, especially growing up in Northeast Ohio, just really, even if it was based in the forties, it reigns true, even growing up in the eighties of what it's like. Um, yeah. Yeah, You know, there's always that one toy, that one Christmas that you always really wanted. Mm -hmm. Just like that Red Ryder BB gun. Yeah, exactly. And you don't always get what you want. And then, you know, it's just kind of that, uh, working class, um, you know, dad goes to work, you Mm -hmm. know. Uh, old-fashioned, but it's very uh, cynic, kind of cynical in a fun way. Um, um, and I love the dad in, in, in the movie. Um, just great performance. <laughs> Darren McGavin, yeah. man, he, he owns this movie. Well, everybody's great in this movie, but he in particular is he's fantastic, especially when he's uh, uh, with the uh, lamp. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Right? yeah. Julie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and I love the narration in this film. It's by a guy named yes. Gene Shepard who yes. wrote it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, one of my favorites is like uh, the only thing that could grab my dad from the electric. Electric the, sex or something? Yeah, the electric, electric sex <laughs> hanging in the, the window. Electric sex in the window is what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> it's little orphan Annie. That's no from him. From oh, yeah, because he's a calling thing, <laughs> little uh, orphan Annie. And then. Uh, just like my my father was like a, a master of obscenities, you know, he wove wove them like a maestro. He was a master of the craft, yeah, stuff like that. I I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually did an episode on that movie. Yes, yeah, we did with we your did dad. Yeah, with our own dad. Episode. Yeah, our yeah, own Darren did. McGavin. He brought, his, <laughs> he brought his research for that. Yeah, he did. He, he really did a thorough job yeah. on that. So, 
Well, my last two are going to be anticlimactic. I'll just say that number two, the, the, the last two we've have been discussed, um, but they were perennial holiday favorites in our household, so I have a lot of nostalgic love for these movies. Number two is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So mm-hmm. I have that at number two. Well, you did add the National they Lampoon's. They always have the same I did. I had the <laughs> National Lampoon's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the technically the full title. <laughs> that's what we've added, Sean. Nobody ever refers to it as such. But The first time you get the opinion, the second time you get the full right. title. Nobody ever adds a National Lampoon's. It's always Animal House or Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Or vacation. Isn't it actually a Christmas Vacation, if we're getting technical? Uh, I think it's just Christmas it? Vacation. It's a Christmas Story. And it's Christmas vacation. Okay. Ah, Maybe that's go. where I'm getting the. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. That's that's the it's, difference. But it's not National Lampoon's A Christmas Story. <laughs> no, <laughs> it could easily be. What makes yeah. it National Lampoon's and what makes it not? Is this uh, money? Y'all got money? Okay. <laughs> Funding. <laughs> Branding. Studio. Yeah, the studio. There you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like yeah, a National Lampoon's Van Wilder, right? That yeah. was like that the was most in recent like the, yeah. Which I, I found, didn't see it. I recently found out that's based on a comedian Burt Kreischer. He didn't get any money for it, though. <laughs> 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 Which is weird. Like Which one? The one with Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, it's the based Van on Wilder? a real guy in Florida State. Burt Kreischer is a comedian. Wow. Like There was a story in Rolling Stone, and he sold the rights, and then nothing came of it. But then a movie called Van Wilder came out, and it was like exactly like his life. And he's okay with it, I guess. He's not... Suing, he's probably still in college. Oh, he's like 40. <laughs> this was like in the 90s. I heard him talking about it, but yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> so now we've come to the uh, ultimate uh, choice. So Tony. Yes. And see, this is like the only, I love doing these episodes where we pick our top fives. And this is the only part I hate is when they say my number one. And yeah, so that's they, very they deflating. Yeah. They steal my thunder. <laughs> You're telling me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> told, told Sean I know. has no thunder. Oh, my, my whole list is <laughs> You have the... shamed my whole list. <laughs> Sean has a sign on that says, don't get me wet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't feed me up. <laughs> You've got nothing left. So my number one Christmas movie of all time is It's a Wonderful Life. And... Um, I just think it's the perfect movie. It's just such a great story about life. And, you know, there have been many times. You know, the funny thing is, is it used to be on TV all the time when I was growing up. But I never really watched it much, which is kind of shocking because I always loved older movies. And it just seems like something that my personality would kind of like. But I just kind of overlooked it. And I was too busy watching, you know, like Home Alone and stuff like that. And uh, it wasn't until I was in my early 20s that I really sat down one Christmas Eve and I just watched it from start to finish. And I just fell in love. I just thought it was one of the best movies, not just for Christmas time, but any time. And I, and, I, and I go back to it. I don't watch it a whole lot because I like to reserve it. It's a special movie. It's like The Wizard of Oz to me in so many ways. I've seen it many, many times, but it's not something I always want to watch because I like to savor it, I guess. Um, but there have been times in my life when I've been struggling personally with different things. And, and when I need that pick-me-up, when I need that sense of hope or feeling like, hey, I'm going to make it through. This is just life. That movie is one that I, that I put on because I just think the, the value in it, the lesson, the humanity is such a timeless story. And it's not just related to Christmas. Um, 
you know, that, that giving spirit and that sense of community and, and just the whole notion that your life impacts so many people, even if you never talk to them again, you never see them again, just your existence and that interaction that you had with someone like a stranger on the street could make such a huge difference. And, and if, if that never happened, you know, it's just kind of neat to, to just think or imagine, well, what, what would it be like? You know, I think of all the people who have come in my life who haven't stayed and how much they've impacted me and they've left footprints on my heart and in some ways changed the course of my life and sort of shaped or influenced my thoughts and decisions on things. And, you know, you kind of have that, like, internal sense of gratitude. And I think that's what this movie does for me. It just makes me feel very grateful to be alive and to have what I have and it makes me hopeful that one day I can have some of the things, you know, that George Bailey has. And the character of George Bailey is like a dream guy, you know? He's just so giving and so selfless and um, just such a good man and stands up for what he believes in and takes care of his family. And, you know, it's, he's just an awesome character. And Donna Reed, you know, for being 1946 and all, she looks good and she's an awesome lady. <laughs> Everybody looked like shit in 1946. <laughs> that, that, that is a well-known fact that people look yeah. like shit. Post-war, like, you know. And, and okay, you know, I am such a hopeless romantic. <laughs> and just the whole scene when they're, when George and, and uh, Mary are kids and she whispers in his ear, you know, is this your, your good ear? And it's the bad ear. And she says, I'm going to love you till the day I die. Just the foreshadowing. I'm cheesy like that, so it's mm-hmm. sweet. But I just think it's one of the best movies. Um, if you haven't seen this, my heart cries for you. I have it on DVD. You can borrow it. I also have um, the version I have was like some kind of anniversary, and so I have a black and white copy and a color copy. It's interesting to watch it in color. It's different, but... Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm yeah. sure Lionel Barrymore looks really good. He looks so good in color. <laughs> Ugh, that bald head. Oh, I'm sure. To me, he's the hero of the film. Yeah. <laughs> well, that puts my Donna Reed commentary to <laughs> a beautiful <laughs> summation of... Uh, and Donna Reed looks stunning in color. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Scott, I'm sure you're going to elevate us as well with your number one pick. Yeah, my, my uh, movie, some people can consider as a parody of It's a Wonderful Life. Um, it's Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. No, no. It uh, always happens. <laughs> like, they change the top three movies all the time. Well, I didn't have uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Well, I didn't mention that it. That was actually my number six. <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut. You're placing your list based on punchlines, I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, get them with the Gremlins. Right. Um I, I mean, I've, I've, I had all my material. Gremlins has already been done. Um, but um, what is it that you love about Gremlins? What is it I love about Gremlins? I love. I think it's a perfect movie. To be honest, it's absolutely. It's great to look at. Um, is it? Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you like looking at, if you like looking at Gremlins, this is the movie to see. <laughs> um, man. All you, cinephiles study Gremlins, like the Battleship of Tinkin. <laughs> I tell you what, when Gremlins dress in drag, don't you feel a little something? Okay, that is cute. <laughs> they should make they should make one of those calendars. You remember back in the day they made those calendars with bulldogs? 
where you know they dressed in like drag and clothing. They should do that with Gremlins. I should, I should, I should, uh, I should correct myself. They're asexual creatures, so there's no drag, so they're just dressing. They're just dressed. Yeah. So I have a, I have a I wearing wigs. I want to posit a question to you. Okay. It's not a Christmas movie, but some prefer Gremlins to the new batch. Oh. One. The new batch. Stand on that debate. I, I I think they're. I think you have to get them both. <laughs> Wait a minute. Go, go technically, one piece. technically, shouldn't it be a new litter? Oh. Oh no, Why because they, they don't. Litter, they don't. Mark no, no it's litter? a batch because when they throw water on them, they pop out like 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 <laughs> like balls. <laughs> like, okay, like then why don't they ball. just call it a new experiment? I think the new batch was just supposed to be fun and whimsical. Okay. It's a new batch of gremlins. <laughs> It's it's not the there's old batch. A, there's a, a Donald batch. Trump parody in that. It's like a hybrid of Ted Turner and Donald Trump called Clamp or something like that, right? Yeah, this is, yeah, Clamp. Yeah, yeah. Watch them both. They're both they're both fine. I think you can I, probably find a combo DVD at Walmart or something. For no, I, I mean it's a series. Gremlins is. If you watch it, you'll be amazed at how funny. And if you like Breaking Bad, Jonathan Banks is in it. He oh. plays one of the deputies. Um, he plays Mike on Breaking. Corey Bad. Feldman's in it. Corey Feldman. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's uh, Corey Feldman's in it. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, Corey Feldman is. Sh- I like how Corey Feldman was a big deal. Yeah, he was a big deal. He was also in The Burbs, which is also a Joe Dante film. I remember yeah. that somehow. He was also in a in a movie called Dream a Little Dream. Mm-hmm. Anybody see that one? <laughs> he, uh, he he's also in a lot of crap. <laughs> <laughs> he's also writing like a book, or no? He's trying to make a movie right now about. The bad stuff that happened in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's going to be a dark serious. movie. Yeah. He was friends with Michael Jackson, too, wasn't he? He wanted to be Michael Jackson. And Corey Ham. Yeah. yeah. He was friends with Corey Ham. So that's my number one is Gremlins. I love it because it's perfect. So there you go. So my number one is predictable. Um, it's a Christmas story. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, didn't I tell you? <laughs> exactly. I know, I know how you're feeling. Uh, <laughs> I would like to put an eloquent speech about a Christmas story the way that Tony... So eloquently and beautifully described, it's a wonderful life and her feelings on it. Mm-hmm. All I'll say is, a Christmas story for me uh, reminds me of watching television with my parents during the holidays because my dad loved that movie so much. Because I think it kind of reminded him, not maybe not of his childhood, yeah. but of things he knows of during that. that Your dad period. is the dad. Yeah, he is. In he's a lot movie. like, mm-hmm. you know, he's slightly older in the movie than. I remember my dad being at the time, but he swears a lot. My dad swore a lot, you mm-hmm. know, in a fun way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> great guy. Fun. He's a great guy. Ed yeah, Miller is a good man. one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this was a favorite. Like, we kind of discovered it slowly. It wasn't something that – it kind of crept on us. But we just kept watching it because it was such a beautiful, beautiful movie. And uh, – We're just checking the time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You know <laughs> – that's the, the, the effect I expected, um, um, but uh, yeah, it's a gr- it's it's hilarious. I think it's a beautifully written, really satirical piece of you know. It's kind of the, like the narration is what gets me. I think the narration the is amazing, which is just something you don't you don't see too much. You know, move, anything with narration like Arrested Development, mm-hmm. which is one of the best shows, that kind of thing. I, I just think it adds so much. Absolutely. And if Christmas Story didn't have the narration, I don't think it would be as good. So that is our uh, top five uh, individual lists. Uh, I enjoyed listening to both of you yeah. go through your, your lists. Uh, and I'll, uh, before we, we're actually going to have a Q&A now with you, the audience, participating. Yeah. Uh, first time we've ever done this on the podcast. Uh, before I do that, I want to thank 
Columbus Unscripted, particularly Becky and Barbara and Sam and everyone in, in Columbus Unscripted for helping us uh, put this together tonight. We really appreciate it. Yes, uh, thank you. And thanks thank all you. the comedians and, and all the um, everybody yeah. that just came from the audience. And thanks so. to everybody in here for staying and listening oh, to yeah. us. Yeah. I would have. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, listen to me, Babylon. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to take five people, and you have a choice. You could either talk about your favorite holiday movie, or you could just ask us a question about anything regarding movies in general or specifically holiday movies. So any volunteers, does anybody want to come up and you'll be on the podcast, too. You'll, you'll just as you know, you won't get paid, but you'll be on the <laughs> podcast. Uh, Oh, come on, Amanda. Oh, there we go. Hey, Amanda. Amanda. going great show. Thank you for uh, letting us be a part of this. Um, I can't say too much because I'm not as eloquent or as passionate about movies, and I just, I love your guys' like, you guys put your soul into it. So Mm -hmm. thanks for sharing that with us. Oh, that's very nice. Thank you. Absolutely. So real quick, I'm going to say what I need to say, and I got to go. My favorite Christmas movie of all time is probably going to be The Muppets Christmas Carol. Yes. Ah. And I guarantee you it's because it's the first Christmas movie that I was able to watch in full and retain it and understand. Mm -hmm. Um, That got me hip to other great stories. It got me turned on to Charles Dickens. He's one of my favorite authors. Um, And just the way that they... So being a Dickens fan now, I've watched several different versions of A Christmas Carol from the 20s all the way to probably not the most recent. I probably just stop at the Muppet Christmas Carol as far as most recent Christmas carols. That's a good one. Yeah, but I, I just I feel like they tell the story in full. Um, it's heartfelt as Muppets often do, and the songs are just phenomenal. So. Are you excited for the new Muppet movie? What? It's coming out. Isn't there, there like a new Muppet movie? I like a parody or something? There is. I oh, think there. so. I don't know what it's called, but it's kind of dirty. Like Oh, you're thinking of uh, the one that came out during the summer. Okay, uh, I'm yeah. behind. That would that would be cool. Um I I I probably won't see it. <laughs> <laughs> but I might. Yeah. Now red box it. it. If yeah. You, it, yeah, and you know what? If you give me a good recommendation on any movie, I will definitely watch it. So you guys have added to my list of awesome. movies I need to see in full. Auntie Mame? Yes, uh, Auntie Mame. My mom is a huge, huge fan of um, classic film. Rosalind Russell actually was one of my favorite actresses in The Women. Awesome, uh, yes. So she's gotten me hip. So my mom's favorite era is probably like from the 1900s, silent films all the way till the 40s. And then she kind of like stops past there because once she gets in the 50s, she really likes Ray Harryhausen. So like... <laughs> Jason the Argonauts, and then shit yeah. gets really wild. Oh, wow. Can I cuss on them? Yeah. Yeah, Okay, absolutely. fantastic. Um, and We're just going to blurp it out. Fantastic. So that's my one, and I also want to say the Santa Claus rocks. And clearly yes. you can tell I'm a kid from the 90s because that's, that's, yeah. that's awesome. Thank that's you. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Thank Amanda. You, Amanda. Uh, my recommendation, if you love Muppet Christmas, is yes. the Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. <laughs> special. I love it, nice. so... So now we have uh, the Z-Man, right? That's me, That's yeah. me Z-Man. Hello. How you Hi. doing, Z-Man? All right, real quick. Uh, my favorite Christmas movie is, is uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, yeah, choice. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I would like to bring up a talking point about the beginning of it, the cartoon. Yeah. Recently just rewatched it in the theaters. You know, if the theaters are redoing the old movies, go see it. It's great. It's like five bucks. It's awesome. Yeah. And uh, I was watching the cartoon, and, like, I've seen it enough times where, like, I think it's a very good 
like setup for the movie because Santa's trying to do everything he can to make Christmas happen, just like Clark was, and he's getting shot in the face. The fire's coming up. The heat's getting turned up on him. The kids are coming down. It's gonna. It's all gonna be ruined, and all he can do is hold on at the end. So that's I think a it's point. a very good metaphor for how. And the, the song is so good, the Christmas Vacation absolutely, song. Absolutely, absolutely. It's no Holiday Road. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Lindsay Buckingham. Period. I am, I will do anything Lindsay Buckingham does. Ooh, I thought that song was by Kenny Loggins, and that was wrong. <laughs> I, love that. I love that debate. <laughs> Lindsay Buckingham channeling Kenny Loggins <laughs> to do that song. So. In the danger zone well, now. Yeah, yes. there you go. And thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And uh, one, one last uh, point. Um, uh, I think they were very nice about it, but Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is definitely a Thanksgiving movie. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, it has okay. a, a Christmas part at the hey end, now. right? Hey, <laughs> they, they picked Gremlins. <laughs> I picked Die Hard. <laughs> All right, thank you very thank much. You very thank you, Anthony Van. As a caveat, I'm a Batman fan, and I did not pick Batman Returns. Yeah. So that's what everyone to know. Hello. Everybody is oh, shaming my list. And yeah. our friend Sam. Hey, Sam. Hello. How's it going? Good. I, was, I was definitely going to talk about Die Hard before you just Yeah, said go that. ahead. Yeah, everybody um, is. <laughs> yeah, Die Hard... I obviously have a different relationship with Christmas movies than, like, you guys would, but that, it's just a really good movie that happens to take place on Christmas. It's a, yeah. pretty much a beat-perfect action movie. <laughs> and for the sake of representation, I'll also mention the Disney Channel original movie, Full Court Miracle. <laughs> I've not seen that. It is my favorite Hanukkah movie, okay. and it's the only oh. one I can remember off the top uh, of my Full Court Miracle. This, yeah. like, I, I want to see more Hanukkah movies. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I try to think, like, what's a Hanukkah movie I can think of? I thought of Eight Crazy Nights, which I've never actually seen. Yeah. Neither have I. <laughs> yeah. The Hebrew Hammer, which I saw once. And don't remember <laughs> Is that a real thing? I see that based on the title right yeah, now. Yeah, it's a real movie. Me. It was like a Jewish <laughs> version of a black exploitation movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Hebrew Hammer? Yeah, I saw it once in high school and have not and seen it. And that's a since. Christmas movie? It's a Hanukkah. I'm talking about Hanukkah, <laughs> Hanukkah movie. Hanukkah movie. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've appointed myself the ambassador for representation. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and then Full Court Miracle wins because I actually remember something that happens in it. Wow. But those are good recommendations, though, for sure. Yeah. No, I want to see the Hanukkah Hammer. That's my... I know. I'm very Hebrew intrigued Hammer. by Hebrew that Hammer. title. I, I'm with you. I, there needs to be more of them. There's too yeah. many Christmas movies and not enough Hanukkah you know, movies. But yeah, that's... I think that's everything I wanted to say. Yeah, that, thank, thank, you, you, Sam. Sam. thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Ty? I already did figure it out. Yeah, yeah. context clues. Sam yes. is Jewish. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm with you. This is our friend Ty Bernetti. Uh, Hanukkah By Hammer. the way, we can't see this on the podcast, but Ty has a killer Christmas shirt on today. Yeah. So yeah. enjoy it. It's a suit jacket. Yes, yeah, Christmas suit jacket. Uh, suit I call jacket. it a shirt. Anything <laughs> 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 that goes on your right. upper torso. Sean is the stylish one I of am, the I'm bunch. The Ty, you look good for 1946. Thanks, Thanks. You do. You, you surpassed 1946 <laughs> attractiveness. Um, so, what what uh, is your favorite holiday movie, or what? Uh, what do you have for us? Pearl of wisdom, do you have? What do I have for you guys? Yes. <laughs> is it a Hebrew hammer? Candy canes? I don't know. Um, actually, you guys mentioned it earlier, but I am still going to mention it. Uh, Mr. Magoo is a Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love that one. Uh, it's fun and childish, which all like Christmas things should be. They should be like really fun. 
Um, there's still some super heavy parts. There. Have you all seen it? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I, I own it. It's the very first version of a Christmas story I, or a Christmas Carol that I ever saw. Mm-hmm. Same here. They yeah. used to play it on TV and they don't anymore. I didn't know it was obscure until I found out it was obscure. <laughs> I thought everybody knew about oh. Mr. Magoo Christmas Special. It's um, you could probably find it on YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, just the uh, just the the songs in it and everything. The uh, they have that super sad song. A yeah. hand for each hand. What that one? Makes me cry like the, every yeah. year, Aww. like a good cry. And then, then there's the evil, like the the people with the green skin in the oh, future. Yeah. Gremlins. They look yeah. like gremlins. <laughs> they do look like gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, that was the first Ghost of Christmas Future I saw. They were the, the inspiration for Gremlins. Yeah. yeah, that thing is. It's the Grim Reaper. Do you believe it? <laughs> uh, I, I would maybe the Grinch was. He was green too. He was green. A lot of green things at Christmas. <laughs> are, you the a, are you saying the Grinch is a gremlin? <laughs> what is I said he what? may have been the inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's saying that he might be inspiration, but it, I'm going to claim that he's Papa Gremlin. Papa Gremlin. There Papa you go. Gremlin. And if any of that snow ever melted, he would have had a lot of babies. Uh, brilliant sound Grinch effect. Grinches. <laughs> <laughs> there was a fart noise. Um, <laughs> Well, thank that you very much, Scott. Ty. That Thanks, was awesome. Todd, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have Becky, Becky. Sullivan, our oh good friend. Come on up. Yeah, thank you again so much for coming tonight. Um, I uh, could write a dissertation on Gremlins, so I'm not going to talk about it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to talk oh. about it. Read the book when it comes out. Um, what I'm wondering is if you guys had to do a reboot of A Christmas Carol, mm. um, wh- who would you choose? Whom would you cast and... Uh, what would your setting be? Oh, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Be- before I alive or the- dead, <laughs> <laughs> any anything goes. Yeah. Before I even get to that, I want to say that there is an amazing cut on YouTube of every single version of a Christmas Carol playing simultaneously. And it's like a two or three hour cut. Wow. It's like every movie, every version ever made in one film. It's 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 pretty impressive. Um, reboot, you know, that's a tough one because it's been done so many times, but I'm trying to think of contemporary actors that would be kind of interesting um, as a Scrooge. Now, I would probably go traditional, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm I'm not that artistic. And you're going to say Bill Murray? <laughs> In the cast of Scrooge? Make Scrooge. You're going make exactly Scrooge. Uh, I'm trying to think of who Jack would be. Nicholson. You're going to pick Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. You, you, you know, it's weird. You would think Jack Nicholson would make a great Scrooge, but I think he's better, better placed as the Ghost of Christmas Present because he's a hedonist, basically. Oh. Because can you imagine? Hey, here's here's the Ghost of Christmas Present, and he's drinking beer and getting laid I, and everything. So they're diverting. So I'm going to answer the question. <laughs> my version would be from a female perspective. Mm. Oh, that's excellent. okay. So my Scrooge would be B. Arthur. Mm. Right? And the ghosts of Christmas, what is it, present, past, and future would all be amazing, beautiful stars of old Hollywood. So you'd have like Cary Grant and Jimmy Stewart and let's see, who would be a good third person? Um, (gasps) Paul Newman. Mm. And they would, you know, do the whole Christmas thing. Um, But it would be, they would be younger. So, you know, Cary Grant in his prime Arthur, I don't know if she ever really had a prime. <laughs> but then you would have Paul Newman in his prime. And that would be Jimmy Stewart. Because <laughs> it's never been told from a female perspective. Scrooge is always a man. Yeah. 
I would. Uh, or am I wrong? Sorry, there was one. Vanessa oh, Williams? There was a Vanessa Williams. Wow. Um, made for TV, I think. Yeah. Is it on um, Hallmark? There was a, a very memorable to me version with Cicely Tyson as uh, Ebeniza Scrooge. <laughs> that I sounds good. It. <laughs> Stepping back in for that. <laughs> All right. I was going to say, too, like, oh, sorry, Scott, but I was going to say, B. Arthur is no stranger to Christmas because she was in the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> and. We should all acknowledge that, and or yeah. not. <laughs> and mine would be uh, Jim Carrey and the Grinch uh, makeup as Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that actually exists already. You know that. Yeah, and Robert Would Zemeckis. the ghosts yeah. be gremlins? Yeah, Carrey the ghosts would all be gremlins. <laughs> that would be it. Yeah, Jim. I never saw the Jim Carrey Scrooge, but I know it was one of the yeah. Robert Zemeckis. Let's make some. Did weird he really make a Scrooge? Yeah, he made he a Scrooge. He actually played all oh. the role. He played every single character in the movie. I oh, think. so it's like the Ninety Professor. Yeah, like, it was one of those <laughs> deals. Yeah. Uh, hmm. So next we have time. Last tie. Oh my gosh, tie. Hi, hi. Yeah, um, I didn't want to be the only one that was out there by himself. So no. Here I am. Um, just keep it going from what you guys were just talking about. Uh, I'm not going to cast the entire movie, but I think that... Uh, who's the guy from Arrested Development? Jason Bateman? Yes, I think he'd make a great Scrooge, and I think Artie Lang would be a great Ghost of Christmas Future. <laughs> I agree. Put your agree shit together that. and buy your kids presents. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'd um, watch that right now. Actually. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, have you guys... I'm, I, I'm not going to... Ra- I don't expect these to be in anybody's rankings. I just want to see if people recognize these films. Are you familiar with the Pokey Little Puppy like franchise? Yes, the go- little golden books. Yeah. Did you yes. watch the okay. Christmas one? I didn't know they no. had one. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> Pokey Little Puppy. This is not like the Hebrew Hammer, is <laughs> it? No, 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 no. This is Christian and fun. And <laughs> doesn't take a political stance. <laughs> That's it's what great. Judaism takes a good old-fashioned waspy Christmas. I relate to Pokey because uh, he's the little shit that drifts off. And then they have to go find him. It, they're going to get a Christmas tree. And all the dogs follow the family except Pokey. Aww. And Pokey dicks around a lot like I used to. And he got lost and they had to go find him. Obviously they find him. It sounds like a puppy version of the Madeline book. <laughs> yeah, which I much. loved as a yes, kid. Yes, <laughs> that's a good comparison. I loved that as a kid. And then have you guys ever heard of the movie Christmas Every Day? I think oh. I actually have. Oh, my God. I mean, spoiler alert, he wishes for Christmas every <laughs> day. <laughs> I think I, who's in it? I think I've uh, seen it. Who's the kid with the long hair? Uh, I think he played Ethan on Hillary Duff's show, her main crush guy. I can He's visualize. Got yes, hair. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah he does. Um, very and, 90s. Oh, very 90s. I honestly think it was made for TV by ABC Family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the kid's like, man, why can't it just be Christmas every, every day? And he day, wakes yeah. up. And he's like, what do you mean it's Christmas? And they're like, it's December 25th, you goof. It's like Groundhog's Day. Exactly, except for Christmas yes. every day. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Like, he faces the bully, and, like, in the first repeat of mm-hmm. Christmas, the bully knocks his milkshake out. But by the <laughs> end of it, he, like, karate kicks the shit out of the bully, <laughs> and then he becomes the asshole. It's real zen. Wow. Yeah. wow it's nice. like real life. Yeah, absolutely. As a kid, I didn't realize how deep these two movies were. <laughs> I guess it is a Hebrew Hammer thing. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, it, it is. To get deep, but God bless you guys in your list because oh, you. I suck at lists. So I, uh, the minute I make five, I know I left. What is everyone I left out? I have to. And you played Santa Claus, and that's all he does is list. Awesome. <laughs> that's why it's a never-ending list. We're, we're good and bad. Drained from the experience. Thanks, guys. Thank Goodbye. you, Ty. Thank so Thanks, Ty. everyone.
everyone. And thank everybody. Yeah, thank you everybody for coming out. For yeah, thank you. Live taping. We had such a great time. Thanks to the Go Wild Goose Creative and to Columbus Unscripted. And uh, come and check out the podcast. Does anybody? Where can any they find it, Sean? They can find it on Podbean, iTunes, and if you go to our Facebook page called Cinema Wheeler Tay or Twitter, we usually. You know, pass on Twitter handle to, Cinema Wheeler Tay. It's uh, Cinema Wheeler Tay on Twitter. <laughs> uh, I did a lot of thorough research. Are we on Instagram? We are not on Instagram yet. No, uh, but we we are there. Uh, so come and check us out if you can. Uh, even post ratings if you'd like. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, and thank you very much for everybody for coming out. Yes, happy holidays, uh, everyone. Yeah. We really happy holidays. It. Happy holidays to everybody, regardless Woo! of what you worship. Yeah. And, uh, not to get political, but. No, not at all. Uh, and we'll see everybody next time. All right. Thanks, Bye. Is the English lady sick, Auntie Mae? She's not English, darling. She's from Pittsburgh. She sounded English. Well, when you're from Pittsburgh, you have to do something. Now, now, where were we? Had to sell off the house, the barn, the 10 acres. All I kept was a 50-foot plot, pigs, and a worm farm. If only I had back the money that me and Catherine sent that TV preacher that was screwing the hockey players. What about the kids? His kids can fend for themselves. No, your kids. Well, friends, you do have a lot of interesting artifacts here, but there's one thing you don't have. And what's that? Well, let me show you. I got it right here. I'm an inventor. I made this the bathroom buddy. It's the invention of the century, friends. It eliminates uh, the need to carry heavy luggage and things when you travel. Now, you got yourself your shaving mirror. You got yourself your toothbrush. You got yourself a toothpick. You got toenail clippers. You got... not nail file, and you got yourself a dental mirror. This is going to revolutionize traveling. Now, let's just say for the sake of argument that you're on a bus or a plane or a train. You forgot to brush your teeth. You got yourself a bad case of dragon breath. Bad breath. Now, what do you do? No problem, friend. All you do is you take your toothbrush out and you push this button. That's no problem. That's absolutely no problem. Cleans up easily. Now, what I'd like to do, sir, I'd like to give you my card. Rand Peltzer. Fantastic ideas for a fantastic world. I make the illogical logical. Now, sir, I can get you these. I can get them by the dozen if you'd like. <laughs>